The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here on Analyze This. I want to thank the Small Business Development Center for joining us uh, this morning and educating us. And I just want to let uh, those who listen in know that uh, if you need some guidance, you know what I'm saying, in terms of wanting to start up a small business, I just reach out to them, uh, 692-4294 on St. Croix, area code 340, and on St. Thomas, 340-693-1694. Some programming notes uh, for tonight uh, on Channel 12, of course, it starts with the news hour at 7 p.m., then Crooked Stick uh, at 8 p.m. Enjoy performances of vocalist Marietta Simpson. That's from 8 to 9. Then at 9 p.m., Nature. Right? Follow the planet's longest land animal migration on the Arctic Arctic National Wild Refuge in Alaska. Okay? And that's from 9 to 10. Nature. Then Nova, which typically follows nature, um, at from uh, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. See how archaeological Digs have uncovered new clues about Stonehenge and its builders. That's from 10 to 11. 11 o'clock, Great Polar Beast Fest. Right? Investigate the problems facing the population of polar bears, right, due to climate change. And that's uh, from 11 to midnight. And, of course, I'm important company at midnight. Uh, normally at 11, but time turn back. You know how that is, right? So that's at midnight tonight. So let me go through that again real quickly here. Like I normally do. Okay. PBS News Hour at 7. Crooked Stick at 8. Nature at 9. Nova at 10. Great Polar Beast. Great Polar Bear Feast at uh, 11. And I'm important and company uh, at 12. Again, thank uh, congratulations, Miss Anthenia Brown. We're going to have two tickets in the first hour. Two tickets giveaway. We got a second one coming up, and we're going to do that uh, at 921. Uh, when we take uh, the first uh, break in the second hour segment. And I believe we already have the guests uh, on the line uh, this morning, uh, Miss uh, Hortensia Ennis. She's an author uh, out of St. Thomas, author of uh, a children's storybook, Welcome Home, Daddy. Uh, good morning, Miss Ennis, and welcome to Analyze This. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm glad to have you on, and uh, looking forward to a, a nice discussion over the next hour. So, introduce yourself to the audience. Who is Hortensia Ennis? All right. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Hortensia Ennis, and I'm from the Virgin Islands. I've been. I've lived in the Virgin Islands for most of my life before moving and relocating to Fairville, North Carolina. I was a teacher there in St. Thomas, and uh, I relocated in 2006 to North Carolina, Fayetteville, and I work as a mental health professional as well as a teacher here. I taught um, pretty much, um, well, when I, initially when I came here, I taught at Fayetteville Technical Community College, where I taught English as a second language. And then I also worked as a mental health professional where I work with severely mentally ill uh, students 
and children in their homes and in different entities in the community. And in 2018, I began writing, and I've been writing now for quite some time. I've published um, three children's story books, this one being the third one, Welcome Home, Daddy. And so, yeah, I've been here. What's, what's it like in Fayetteville? Where, where, where in North Carolina is Fayetteville? It's close to Fort Bragg. If you ever heard of Fort Bragg. Yeah, yeah, I heard of Fort Bragg. Um, yeah, it's really close there. I'm just a few minutes away from Fort Bragg. University of North Carolina, I got a campus in Fayetteville? Yes, and, it, and I'm pretty close to Fayetteville State. Fayetteville State. Um, you know, yes, Fayetteville State University. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty close there, too, just a few minutes away. How's the weather? Bipolar. <laughs> Bipolar. I almost I almost thought that I wouldn't have a voice today because um, last week, like last week, it was sunny. The weather was really nice. And then this week, it's cold. So it's like um, that bipolar thing going on. Mm-hmm. But um, it's doable. It's doable. Most times, the weather is pretty cool here in, in Fayetteville. Mm. It's not too... Um, Wild, like some of the other states where you have snow all the time. Here, it's it's pretty good. I could deal with this. <laughs> now, um, you've been in in North Carolina for five years now. You said no for seventeen years now. Seventeen years. Okay. Yes. Sir. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Let me do. Let me do some math here. So, two thousand six. Yes, two thousand six. Okay. Okay. What's the biggest difference between? Um, I mean, aside from the weather, because uh, that's clearly the biggest difference. Um, but for you, um, adjusting from life uh, in in the Virgin Islands and and then moving to North Carolina. Um, and it was like a little bit adjustment. Um, I had visited North Carolina a couple of times because I had a brother who um, who lived here, and he was in the military. Um, he actually worked on Fort Bragg. Uh, so I visited before I actually made the move, but the biggest thing to me was, um, you know, people just um, relating to a lot of times my accent was um, not a big deal, but I, you know, I kept my accent and, um, you know, a lot of times people were fascinated or they just didn't understand sometimes when I spoke. And so that was something that I had to kind of adjust because I do speak fast sometimes. So I had to slow everything down and um, be able to communicate, especially with communicating with the kids. I had to really slow that down. And that was one. Um, the other was just like the um, people on a whole. Um, and one of the things, like in the Virgin Islands, when I... When I left there, mental health wasn't like a big, um, it wasn't really, um, I would say, promote, like resources for mental health really wasn't promoted there. And when I came here, it was like a cultural shock because it was like every everywhere I turned, there were, um, you know, like families who were dealing with the issues of mental health. So that was a little different for me. I know in the Virgin Islands, we have... You know, people who um, 
were diagnosed with mental health, but they usually, you know, would be at the hospital or something. That was like the severe case. Here, everybody kind of like got together. The community supported the um, people who were um, dealing with mental health. And to me, that was that was a big thing when I first moved here. You taught in the Virgin Islands before you taught on the mainland? Yes, sir. The the student the, the the students on uh, on the mainland um, they they were receptive to you um, teaching them. Yes, sir. They were very receptive. As a matter of fact, um, so I taught before I relocated here. I taught at Wesleyan Academy. Okay. Uh, for three years, and then I taught at Maselli Elementary School for six years before relocating. So um, when I moved here. I, I didn't teach the little kids um, until later on, but um, when I first came here, I taught at the Fairfield Technical Community College, where I taught English as a second language. And I, I, I taught students from various countries um, English. And so um, I didn't have to deal with the younger ones in the teaching part, but um, I did work alongside um, Teaching at Fairfield Technical Community College was just a part-time thing, but my full-time was working with the kids in mental health. Okay, okay. Um, so they're experience. I just wanted to get some foundation here before we get into um, your, your being an author uh, and all that. Let's talk mental health. Um, long ignored... But apparently right now, it, it's actually getting um, the attention that it deserves. Okay, great. I'm glad to hear that. So how do we, how do we keep that, that consciousness at the appropriate levels? Well, um, just making sure that we have the resources available mm-hmm. and having um, various um, community the community is a big part of mental health. And this is something that I had to learn when I first came here, that, um, you know, the stigma that we had um, and that I saw while growing up in the Virgin Islands where people who were mentally ill, you would see them on the streets and, you know, um, that's, that's the most vivid memory that I have, um, seeing the... Uh, people on the streets who were mentally ill. And it, it seemed to me like they were not given, you know, the attention. And most of the times, like, almost like a, their families um, didn't know what to do. And so a lot of times they were abandoned by their family and, and so forth. And one of the things that the community could do is to make sure that they have resources available to these. I know um, when I first came here, like behavioral health, um, uh, places where you could go and get help in learning how to cope with your mental illness. Um, it may be like a psychiatric visit or some other thing that um, would be able to kind of monitor them and see like some of the things that may be triggering or causing them to to have the symptoms that they are um, they are experiencing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's that's good. Uh, resources has always been uh, one of the, the the clarion calls for those who are um, sensitive 
to the mental yeah. health population, you know, and we got to um, see what we could do. Uh, and, but, you know, in fairness, to, you, you brought up a good point. Um, a lot of families, they were actually lost. They didn't know how to deal um, with a loved one, um, you know, suffering from the illness, you know, and um, some of them were intimidated, you know, because yeah. because um, irrational behavior is, is one, of the system, one of the symptoms, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, mm -hmm. in fairness to them, but I think we have a, a, a higher consciousness now, a higher conscious okay. level, consciousness level for that, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, we, we can address that. So let's um, segue to your career as hopefully, if you're not already, an award-winning author uh, down the road. Um, this is book number three, you said? This is book number three. Tell us about the first two. Okay. So my first book, Am I Ever Going to Be Five?, and this was inspired by me teaching in the preschool. At the preschool, um, I had a, a student who um, she saw everybody, you know, making five, and she felt like she would never <laughs> have the opportunity to be five. I don't know why. And at that time, I realized that some of the issues that the younger ones deal with, <laughs> we may look at like, oh, why is she so, um, you know, why is this a big deal, turning five? But making birthdays is a big deal, you know, to kids. And especially when they see their um, parents who are celebrating and who are um, getting the opportunity to have a birthday party at school or even at home and so forth, they, that's a big deal for a child. So I had my student who, you know, she saw everybody around her having a birthday and celebrating and so forth. She didn't have that opportunity, at least so she thought, right? And it came to a point where the parent, she was coming in to talk to me about this little girl was just having a hard time dealing with, um, well, everybody's making birthday. Why, why not me? And so I decided um, this was like after... I worked along with her. I decided to do a book so that I could help the, the parents to have, like, conversations, as well as for the, the kids to feel empowered that, yeah, just as long as God, and it's, it's God's um, will for you to see a birthday, that you get to celebrate the birthday. So that was the first book, Am I Ever Going to Be Five? Mm -hmm. Then my son... This was also the beginning of the series because it is a series and I wanted to show like the progression of, um, you know, this character going in from one, like starting school and all the challenges and the excitement and some of um, the things that she had to deal with starting school. And even parents as well, when you, this is the first time for your child to be going to school, that, especially if your child is accustomed to being at home with you, you know, a lot of mommies have their kids at home with them until they are ready to go to daycare. So, um, you know, it kind of helps parents to have little conversations with their kids to be able to help them through that process. And so the second book, My First Days at the Big School, Deja, who is the main character, she, she's a little sassy now. She got over going to school for the first time in the first book. And so now she's a little, you know, sassy. She, she's ready for kindergarten. And so um, I just took the kids on an adventure. The first thing is just going to... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. 
what's going on on the first days of school. And that was the second book. So the first one was, Will I Ever Be Five? Um, am I ever going to be five? Am I ever going to be five? And then, yeah. uh, uh, am I ever going to be five? Am I ever going to be five? Mm-hmm. And the second book was? Is my, my first days at the big school. My first days. First days at the big school. Okay. Now, we're talking with uh, uh, Miss Hortensia uh, Innes. Uh, she is an author uh, out of St. Thomas, but uh, she's hanging out now uh, in up in North Carolina in Fayetteville. And you're a you're a um, a, a teacher, right? In, in in that area. Not at this time. I'm actually an author and an artist. Oh, oh, so oh you you you, you transitioned from the classroom uh, yes, to, to 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 being a, a big shot. Is an author and an artist. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and, I know about a big shot yet, but and, and your thir- we, we work it all the way up. And, and you, you, you have you have uh, published and released your third book, Welcome Home, Daddy? Yes, I have. Uh, when was the release date for this one? This was November 7th of this year, November so just 7th. last month. Okay. Who's the publisher? Um, self-published? I'm the publisher. S- yeah, self-published. Published through KDP. KDP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's good. When we come back... Uh, from break, I want uh, I want you to to talk a little bit about um, being an author, um, um, actually making your uh, getting your work um, uh, official, um, um, documented, uh, published. You, you got the li- the Library of Congress plays a part in this, right? Yes. The Library of Congress plays a part in this as well, and uh, the copy the copyrights and and all that stuff. Talking with. Yes. Uh, one of our wars, like they're saying, St. Thomas, um, Ms. Hortensia Innes. Um, she's now uh, residing in North Carolina and author of three books. Um, and we're focusing on Welcome Home Daddy, children's story book. So we'll take a break. Be back right after this. And then uh, we'll start the second go around for tickets for a taste uh, two islands to be held uh, next week, Thursday, on St. Thomas at the Marcy Marion Center over there at Anthony School. Be back right after this. of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com. Member FDIC. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News, weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 
These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. to savor the flavors at the Taste of Two Islands Food Festival, be the 12th caller at 340-718-0761 starting right now. And you win a pair of tickets to this delectable event next Thursday, December 14th at the Marxie Marin Center in St. Thomas. Okay, so the 12th caller beginning right now, 340-718-0761. You're good for two tickets to join us uh, next week over there at the Taste of Two Islands event, over at uh, Antilles School Marxie Marin uh, Center. We've got Miss um, uh, Hortensia Innes. She's an author, um, originally of St. Thomas, but now residing in North Carolina, uh, of Welcome Home Daddy, uh, a children's storybook. Tell us about uh, your thinking uh, behind this book, Miss uh, Miss Innes, and good morning once again for joining us. Good morning again. Mm-hmm. So, Welcome yeah. Home Daddy. Yes, sir. So, welcome home, Daddy. Um, the the inspiration that I got from this book, mm-hmm. of course, um, with working with students uh, in school as well as when I work in the mental health profession, I wanted to. I saw parents, you know, being deployed um, as often as you pretty much. But, <laughs> right, um, there was, you know, um, having the kids to have their parents leave, and this is mommies and daddies leaving, it was important for me to help them to see that there was some ways that they could cope with when the their parents left. And so this book was inspired by um, me working along with um, some of the teachers and mental health professionals, because even though I'm not really in the field, like when I was here, when I came here first, um, I'm still associated with various groups and so forth that um, that have involvement in the military community as well as um, you know the mental health community. So I wanted to kind of mesh both 
like the educational part and the, um, you know, just the mental health part in my books. I try to do that with um, making sure that I have that part of the book where it addresses some of the things that may happen and issues that kids may face, you know, uh, and making sure that they have like some ways of coping with some things, you know. And so in this book, deployment is a big thing for a child, especially if the the parents are really involved in raising them, you know, um, it's a big deal when, when a parent has to leave to go away for a little while. So in this book, I wanted the kids to know what deployment was and what they could do, some of the ways that they could cope with their parents being away from them for a while. And um, the, the the realities that we're dealing with now, um, um, given, you know, conflicts happening all over the place, um, this is a very prevalent situation. I see a lot of advertisement, or a lot of clips, not advertisement, but clips of um, um, fathers coming home, mothers, mothers too, uh, coming home after mm-hmm. being deployed and, um, that's a sensation that if you if you haven't experienced it, you can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. And, you know, just like when they leave, when a parent leaves to go, the excitement and anxiousness and some of the, the emotions that children deal with, sometimes they may not even get addressed, you know, because... For a child to have to see a parent leave to go somewhere, thinking that they'll be back tomorrow is one thing. But thinking that they'll be back like several months or even years after is a totally different ball game. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, seen it where a child, you know, they start acting out with behavioral issues. Um, they have like emotional. So, you know, if we don't kind of address this issue, it could become even more of a problem for these kids who grew up thinking, well, my my dad abandoned me or, you know, my father wasn't there. But in the meantime, your your father or mother is away serving and doing, risking life and doing everything that they could to serve our country. And you are feeling, you know, that I'm abandoned by my parents. A little child, unless you explain to them what's going on, that's how they feel. You know, uh, and then they tend to act out in the behaviors. So this book is one that kind of focuses on, like, challenges and some of the the things that happens when your parent is deployed and helping the child to understand that, yeah, um, even though dad or mom is away, I could still live a pretty normal life. I could still, you know, um, do things. I may not be able to... Um, have the experiences that some of the other kids who have their parents around, um, you know, I may not have that. But at least still the parents and those in the community and everyone could help these children to make the best of the time that their parent is away mm-hmm. on deployment. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget, um, our audience, um, 718-0761. Um, that's the number to call in for the uh, the two tickets giveaway uh, for our Taste of Two Islands event um, that uh, is ongoing right now. So call in at 340-718-0761 and be the 12th caller, and you'll be eligible. Um, you'll be the winner 
uh, of two tickets uh, to the event. We're speaking with Miss Hortensia Ennis and her new book, um, Welcome Home Daddy, um, third uh, book that uh, she uh, has written. Um, talk a little bit about the the administrative um, aspects of being an author and um, the copywriting and all that stuff. What's that like? Okay, so uh, that was pretty much a simple process for me because um, I did have my books illustrated through um, Fiverr, and um, they were illustrated through Fiverr, and I published through KDP Publishing, and so I had, you know, I have all the copyrights, and I do have the ISBN number where my book could be sold globally and because this is such a um an important book i say i feel that the public will be able to um benefit from i wanted to make sure that everything is straight in terms of all the copyrights and everything okay and you had gone through that process before with the with the two previous um yes yes sir pub- publication right so 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 that should be a, yes. that should have been a, a rudimentary uh, uh, thing. Um, talk a little bit about um, advice that you'd give for young authors or, or or folks who may be writing but are not in the business of publishing and, and, and all that. Um, what advice would you give them uh, having been a, a three-time publisher, three-time author? Okay. So I would say that, um, you know, first you have to have a book a book that um, you'll be able to share with others. And that's the biggest thing I feel, that you have to have something that's worthwhile to be able to share with others. Now, with the the young authors and stuff that's coming up, um, one of the things that I did before I started, I started publishing my own books, because I'm a self-published author, um, I went through, I took a course on Storytellers Academy where they showed you like the ins and outs of, you know, being a self-publisher as well as going to the big publishing companies to uh, publish your books. And I decided to go through this route because I wanted, one is it's a lot more challenging to um, get your book on the broader scale, you know. And I thought that my books, my goal was to have people to and parents to be able to start conversations with their kids and for the children to be able to have a book that they could read at night or whenever, um, talking about some of the things, the issues that they deal with on a daily basis, right? So to the young authors, I say, just get an idea of whatever the topic that you may want to talk about um, or you want your audience to read about, just get something that you think that they'll be interested in. That's the first thing. And once you could keep their interest, the illustrations and um, everything else will come after that. Because one of the things that um, when I first, I thought it would have been like really challenging at first is to illustrate my own book. I have never, I had not always been an artist. So when I took the Storytellers Academy, I wanted to see what it would be like for me to illustrate my own book, which 
but it, it takes a really long time to illustrate your, your own book. So the, I knew that that was something that I wasn't interested in doing. And I wanted to go through another way of illustrating my book because I wanted the pictures to be vibrant enough that the kids will really hold their attention as they turn each page. They'll be fascinated to know, like, what's coming next? What's, you know, um, what's on the next page? So that's why I ended up going through, um, like, Fiverr and then publishing through KDP. So if you're a young author, just, you know, if you have a topic, just go with it. Uh, Sit down, you know, think of all the things that you would like to have in your book, and then go for it. I like that. I like that. So, um, who, who is KDP Publishing? That's Kindle Direct Publishing, mm-hmm. and that's through um, Amazon. That's through Amazon. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, for those uh, uh, for the audience again, don't forget uh, Colin to get your ticket seven one eight zero seven six one area code three four zero. Looking for the twelfth caller three four zero seven one eight zero seven six one. Getting real close uh, to that. Uh, 12 caller to get uh, two tickets to the Taste of Two Islands event uh, next week in St. Thomas. So when you're coming back home, um, Miss Ennis, when last, you, be soon. when last you been home? It's been a little while. It's been a little while. It's been a little while, but do, I am planning to come back home real soon. Do you, do you get homesick from time to time? I do. I do because I have my mom who, my mom and my family is still there. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So I do get a little um, homesick. Yeah. Um, you plan to, to, to write a book just about uh, the beauty the beauty of the Virgin Islands? I, I'm glad you asked that because I actually have the fourth book in the series. Mm-hmm. And my main character, she's coming back to St. Thomas. She's coming to St. Thomas. Not back to St. Thomas. This is She's going to be coming there for the first time. Because her dad, who's deployed from the military, he's going to be coming back. He's from St. Thomas. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So looking just forward. a little tidbit. Just Look, a little tidbit. You, you, you're excited about your future uh, as as an author. The more you write, the more you publish. Yes, I I actually have published uh, published three, but I've written close to forty five books now. Wow, wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Man. So, and so what what what, mo- just... what motivates you? Because forty five is a lot is a big number. Yeah. So I could. Different things motivate me. I could be looking at, um, I could be looking at a TV show or something, and a topic comes up, and then I sit down, you know, see how it relates to children, and then I could write a book to, um, you know, inspire them or to do something, you know, kind of um, to motivate them to do something different or to do try something new. Yeah. Okay. I, I could wake up, like, one morning I woke up and I wrote three books. Just like um, that? <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and and most of the times, to be honest with you, like, I, I think about them in my sleep, and then I would just get up and, and get on my um, tablet and just start typing. No, I, I, I like I like the, um, the literary... Uh, arts as well. I, li- I like to write, you know. And, uh, uh-huh. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. yeah. I like to write, you know. I- I'm a sports junkie, so I, oh, yeah, you know, what nice. I'm saying? so I like to, I like to write uh, uh, from time to time, and 
and and all that. It's it, it's really it's it's an addictive thing, you know. Uh, it is. Once you start getting into it, and then uh, you know you, you want to, like like when my dad passed, uh, uh, thirty years ago, thirty one years ago, my my mom said, "How come you didn't write anything uh, uh-huh. for the for the booklet?" And I was like, you know, you know I'm grieving right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, because she she uh-huh. knew that she knew that I I've always enjoyed writing, you know. But um, you know, sometimes though you you, you need to step away, you know. And gather, yeah. gathering your thoughts really is a critical aspect of it, you know. It uh, is. Because uh, yeah, sometimes you get up and you start writing and then you notice that what you're writing, you really got no direction in what you're writing. Uh-huh. So, so, so sometimes you got to, like, you know, take a step back, do some processing, and then, you know, um, formatting is really like a mental formatting thing that you got to go through uh, to make sure that uh, you get your point across. Yeah. That's definitely true. I'm, I'm uh, hearing you talk about how, um, you know, with your dad and so forth. That's one of the, the things with my art, because I never thought that I was an artist at all, by any means. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, I was a little intimidated, to be to be frank with you. Uh, my dad was an artist, and he was also a writer. <laughs> my my father, he was a, a pastor, and, um, and so he used to write a lot, and so... Um, when he passed, I had a little bit like how you, what you experienced, where um, I used to draw a lot. But I actually thought that I would have been a fashion designer because I used to draw so much clothing and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I really thought that maybe I had like something, <laughs> you know. But then after he passed, I realized that maybe I could go into some other things. And I started doing like a lot of abstract art, um, fluid art, and... Now I'm doing like different genres of art now. No, that's um, that's awesome. I'm best known for my divas. Um, mm-hmm. I do 3D art, and so um, that's one of the things. But I had to go through that time where my dad, because I and I felt that you know he inspired me to be where I am today with the writing as well as with my art. That's awesome. You know, that's um, awesome. We're talking with Miss uh, Hortensia. Uh, Ennis, author of Welcome Home Daddy, uh, her third um, publishing uh, uh, children's story book. We'll take a break and be back right after this. spent the week listening to the news don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on wait wait we give you a chance to impress your friends with your knowledge of international incidents political gaffes and the latest advancement in german nudists you'll be the life of the party or the death either way you'll make an impression and you can thank wait wait don't tell me from npr saturdays at 1 p.m and sundays at 2 p.m right here on wtjx fm 93.1 your npr station in the virgin islands this holiday Join us for Season of Light, Christmas with the Tabernacle Choir, featuring Harold Trumpets and the orchestra and bells at Temple Square, with Tony Award-winning Broadway singer Leia Salonga and world-renowned actor Sir David Suchet, with classic carols that stir the soul, lift the spirit, 
and invite peace. December 12th at 9 p.m. on WTJX TV, Channel 12. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. Wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. How do we know words? How do we accumulate words? Writer Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. As if these words were the generators of some kind of magic. Authors, artists, sports, news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Back here on Analysis, uh, wrapping up a conversation uh, with Miss uh, Hortensia Ennis, uh, Virgin Island now residing on the mainland, and she is um, an author. Uh, Welcome Home Daddy, a children's storybook, her third um, uh, book that she's uh, released following Am I Ever Going to Be Five? And my first day at the big school, that's it? Days. My first days at the big school. My first days at the big school. That's the that's the uh, second uh, publisher that she's KDP uh, is uh, her uh, uh, publisher. So, what's next for you, uh, Miss Madam Author? What, um, what, what, what's your goals for twenty twenty four? So the goals for twenty twenty four, I want to be able to promote the book um, to as many people as. Could um, you know who who um, sees it and or hear about it? That's my thing. Helping the kids to be able to um, have some normalcy and being involved in the military community to um, help these kids to have like a support uh, a group where and I do know that there's support groups here in Fayetteville that, um, you know, caters to these kids whose parents are deployed. And I am going to be engaging in those groups as well as trying to find some avenues that I could get the books to those kids who are, whose parents are deployed. So that's one one of the biggest goals for me right now is to make sure those kids whose parents are deployed, they have an opportunity to get a copy of the book, as well as I am um, working on some other things like uh, artwork, mm-hmm. art pages, activities for military kids and so forth, so that they'll have some things to do where, where they could kind of express their emotions and feelings about when their parents are deployed, you know, trying to help them out as best as I can to make life as 
tolerable, I guess, as possible while their parents are deployed. Have you reached out to Department of Education locally in the Virgin Islands to see if they could, if they would consider um, uh, using your book as maybe a, a textbook or a reading book uh, at the schools? I haven't in the Virgin Islands yet, but I am planning to. I have done it here. I'm kind of making my rounds now mm-hmm. to um, various, you know, groups, military as well as schools, and I I am planning to do um, to reach out to the Virgin Islands, the Department of Education, there in Saint Thomas, okay, that's, that's... and as well as the Virgin Islands as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, yeah, because you know, one territory, so. Uh, any uh, closing remarks, any um, shout-outs you want to give to your people here in the territory before uh, we wrap up the conversation? It's been an awesome conversation, and we, we wish you well in all of your future uh, literary endeavors. Thank you so much. Yes, um, I'd like to say that um, for the people of the Virgin Islands, um, I always think about you. I represent the Virgin Islands, even though I'm living here in Fayetteville. Um, I always think about the Virgin Islands. It'll always hold a special spot in my heart because I grew up there. I lived there for um, most of my adult life before I moved here to Fayetteville. And so when I write, I think about the Virgin Isles. Like as mentioned before, um, my fourth book in this series um, is all about the Virgin Islands for me. And so um, to all my friends, my family, families who are there, I say hello, and I hope that y'all have a happy um, holidays. And for this opportunity to be able to come on on your show, Mr. Neville, is is really, I feel really honored to be able to share my book and to be able to talk about, you know, how we could help support these families. Now, that's what you're doing is, is, I mean, much appreciated, needed, um, you know, just just a good thing that um, you know it's a win-win for everybody, and uh, you know we appreciate uh, here and analyze this. Uh, you making some time uh, to talk about your work, and it's not just about your work; it's, it's what you're trying to do to help people, and and that yeah. that means so much, uh, given what we're going through now. Because you know we live in a polarized America. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right yeah. now, you know it's, it's a highly uh, charged environment, politics, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a either you there with them or you're there with me type of, um, you know, world that we're living in now. And, you know, that type of, that type of, you know, static is not good. You know, so we appreciate, you know, folks like yourself, not thinking about yourself, thinking about others as well. And we want to congratulate you as well. You know, Miss Hortensia Innes, one of our own, uh, Arthur, welcome home, Daddy. Is the third release it was released in November, right? Yes, sir. And uh, you know, we, we, you know, your sincerity, your sensitivity, and sincerity is—you uh, could hear that it's, it's palpable. You know, well, we could feel it. Uh, so, looking forward to talking with you again, and uh, be warm. You're up in Fayetteville, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> uh, yes, it's, be- sure. it's, it's beautiful down here, man. It really is. The last like four or five weeks. The weather has been. I mean, we have we've had some rain, but like for the last three, two to three weeks, it's really been like perfect weather. So, I like to tease. Oh, nice. Yeah, we we, we do a um a show. Nourish to nourish to flourish. Myself, uh, Chef Ju- uh-huh. Chef Julius Jackson, and a, a dietitian who lives in a in a rally. Her name is uh, Holly Holly Goroff, 
and Julius and I, Julia, Julius and I tease her all the time. We talk about the weather because we know that she'll be dealing with, uh, you know, some cold weather up there. <laughs> yeah. so, so we have and fun. And it's cold up in Raleigh that it is in PFLD. Yeah, so we, so we have fun pulling her leg. But, uh, you know, be good and looking forward to meeting you when you when you make your way down here to the to your homeland. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure, okay. for sure. So congratulations. Thank you uh, so much again of course, for Ms. the opportunity. Yeah, man, no, thank you. I appreciate that. Ms. Hortensia Ennis, okay. author, uh, St. Thomas author, now residing on the mainland. Welcome Home Daddy, a children's storybook that focuses on um, those who have been deployed and um, coming back home and the children experiencing um, that uh, awesome feeling. Congrats. Thank you very much for joining us. You got it. You got it. Uh, great conversation there with Miss Ennis. And uh, we want to wish her well uh, in all of her literary endeavors. Alcenta de Wint, out of St. Thomas, um, was um, the lucky number 12 caller, right? Uh, you, know, you know, people like to say lucky seven and all that stuff. When it comes to WTGX, 12 is a lucky number. You know what I'm saying? So, congratulations. Uh, you get two tickets to join us at the Taste of Two Islands uh, next week uh, over there in St. Thomas. Uh, don't forget, uh, for those who aren't fortunate enough to win tickets, and we got two more sets tomorrow and two more sets on Friday, right? Um, um, you could still purchase tickets to come to the event. It's going to be a great event, you know what I'm saying? And it's during the time, the festival season here on St. Croix, the holiday season, territory-wide, you know what I mean? And you don't want to miss it. Spectrum band holding things down. A lot of great culinary geniuses going to be participating in this event over at uh, Antilles School uh, uh, next week, Thursday. Okay, it's an evening event. Late afternoon evening event. I believe it starts at 5 or 5.30. Take it to 10. You know what I mean? And, uh, and the whole uh, TJX family going to be there, man. So... Come on out and, and meet us. I mean, you, you hear my voice. You see a lot of programs that we do, uh, that we have, excuse me, uh, on TV and on radio. But in all honesty, right, the names that you don't know are the ones that make this happen and make this real. You know what I'm saying? So you would want to come out and meet them, um, you know, and talk with them and, you know, very personable. You know, uh, when you're in the media world, uh, you got to be that way. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to um, <coughs> um, meeting uh, some new faces and some folks that look in the high. You know, I like to call my boy Terry T. Come here, yeah, Terry T. Been texting one another uh, for a while. So I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Terry, hanging out with Terry T. Uh, next week, my name Terry T. And all that good stuff. You know, we had some great conversations this week, you know. And uh, we're going good tomorrow, right? Um, we got uh, Mr. Larry Griffith going to be joining us. He's a, a native Virgin Islander who has been named to the U United Negro College Fund. Senior executive role, right? And he's going to be calling in tomorrow. We also have some Bush tea conversation tomorrow as well. A lot of things going on, you know what I mean? And we're looking forward to, uh, you know, rounding out the week. Uh, my partner, Rocky Laybot, is back, you know, in the mix. And I don't know if Rocky going to be part of that bush tea tomorrow. You know, because, you know, he's been away. So when you come back home, you got to, you know, make sure everything good and, and all that stuff. So, Rocky, just let me know. 
uh, what time it is. Uh, you can get some bullshit tomorrow. I'm not doing doing Henry. If he ain't going in court tomorrow, he can join me for some bullshit. And that lemon grass, that's his thing. Uh, me and, and of course, you know, if Hannibal come in, then um, then you know that Sasparilla is a part of the deal. Now, Doc's cold, right? His bullshit, he like he know me. And he maranga, you know what I mean? Uh, so he should be uh, back into the back in the fold because he uh, uh, was spending some time uh, with his son uh, for the Thanksgiving. But um, uh, we're definitely uh, looking for that. So we got uh, eight winners so far um, uh, to get tickets. Uh, seven out of St. Thomas, one out of St. Croix, five out of St. Croix. Joey sent me a text message, so I got to sit down and talk with Joey uh, in a little bit uh, to figure out some, some logistics that... Uh, uh, Glenn, come back for that list in there to hold inside. Uh, inside there, we got uh, make sure we got two lists so we can reconcile and get the numbers and contacts uh, and people for all that stuff. Uh, so don't forget, you know, 5 p.m. today, right? Uh, you can stay on top of the local news seen by tuning in to WTJX News Feed uh, with Miss Mar- Marcelinas, Miss Marcelina Ventura Douglas. At 5 p.m. right here on WTJXFM 93.1, um, your NPR station uh, here uh, in the Virgin Islands. And then, on course, on Sunday, come to the territory, right? Uh, 1 p.m. deal with uh, Leslie Commission as uh, we talk, uh, we do our, our local politics show, political show uh, here uh, in uh, the territory. Uh, Similar to what uh, they do on uh, on Sundays on the major networks that we've been watching for years, you know what I mean? So everybody know um, Face the Nation and uh, This Week and um, Meet the Press and all that good stuff. And of course on the on the, um, the 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 PBS side, you know, great political shows over the year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they had, of course, you know, at night you got the PBS News Hour, but uh, I think um, it was a McLear show uh, back in the day we used to grow up with. Right? It was a McLear show, right? Yeah. And then, of course, uh, it had a, a couple other uh, PBS shows as well that were focused uh, on politics. Um, uh, so the one thing that we try to promote here, though, right, um, on NPR is facts. You know, we could speculate until the cows come home. But um, one of the things that we, you know, are obsessed with here on NPR, and in particular my show, you know, as someone who has been in the political arena, right, is that rumor, speculation, and, and innuendo, right, ain't gonna cut it. Check. As someone who has been in the arena and seen, you know, People get destroyed, you know, because of stuff like that. You know, we're not, um, we're not with that. You know, when we first cranked this up, right? And you know, we said this is gonna be a data-driven, facts-based uh, show, and we meant that. You know, and um, I think we've done a good job uh, to that point. Uh, uh, and it's been almost four years. Uh, uh, let me see, three years and come to 27, three years and eight months. You know something? Um, you know what we're going to do, right? Um, you know, we got a serenade coming up. I believe it's the, 
the 23rd and the 24th, right? And we had a great conversation. I was mentioning last night, had a, we were having a good conversation uh, at the at the, uh, the, 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 night, the night spot. We'd hang out at 2 Plus 2 and talk politics. And um, I was telling them, you know, 15 days ago, two weeks ago, Tuesday, uh, Stan Lee and, uh, and Edgy been in the studio and they're going to be coming back in advance of the the serenades. And um, so I'm looking forward to having that discussion because that has such a historical flavor to it. And uh, over the years, um, the, the impact of the serenade, you know, is just so real, you know, and it's, it's anticipated. And, uh, and the families that play a part in that as well, you know. Uh, looking forward to giving them uh, their shout-outs uh, to let them know that we appreciate what they do because uh, there's one thing Channel 12 is about, is preserving culture and making sure that um, the things that have worked for us uh, over the years uh, continue. Oh, one of the group them is the McLaughlin Group as well. We used to do the McLaughlin Group. Uh, ain't there no more, but they've been out for 20, uh, 35 years. Uh, between 1982 and, and 2016. Tomorrow we're going to go over them. Them 12, them 12 things, uh, the 12 days of Christmas. Gravy, Judge Gravy, thank you very much for hooking us up with, with the sardine. Can we all forget about that one there? Okay, so be good and be safe, everyone, and uh, talk to you, God, uh, God willing, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. sharp. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Culturman Silcat. Tickets are on sale now through Thursday, December 14th. Tickets are available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at wtjx.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255. Shuttle service will be available from Haven Site Parking Lot to the MCM Center. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, the VI Housing Finance Authority, and the VI Public Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget.